Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks, and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition, and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax, and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows, and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi, everybody, and uh, yeah, we should sit back and relax, and this is what the show is about, how to do things like that, which I'm not real good at relaxing, as we all know that, and um, my guest, you know, well, I actually have a co-host today, which is Kristen Lindsay Hager. Hi, Kristen. How are you? Hey, happy to be back on with you today. Yes, I'm so glad you're on, and you'll be on a few others coming up. And uh, I'm going to let you talk in a few seconds, and we have Kat Oman, and everybody's going to really like this because we all need this. Uh, After these last couple of years, a resilience coach and all the anxiety that people are feeling, I think we need to try to talk about this. And maybe within listening, you will see something of yourself that you need to change. Um, before we got on the show, we were talking about things that scare people and, you know, doing something that you don't really feel comfortable doing. So I said, actually, for me, I do, I've done 11, 11 or 12 years on my own network here, and then I did on um, um, Red River, I did two years. So every time I do a show for the first few minutes, which probably if anybody listens back, though, I am always nervous by the first few minutes because I have so many things going on in my head. What do I say first? What do I not forget? So, and then, and I'm fine afterwards, but we all have things that we would like to change about ourselves. So we're going to find that out today. But Kristen, you want to say a little bit about yourself and then we'll let Kit talk about whatever she feels like now. Well, for one, I'm very excited to be here and have Kat on and be with you, Marcia. Um, yep. I write young adults, okay. and I deal with a lot of self-esteem, funny, cute romances, but that have a good sense of family and make you feel good about yourself and help you with your self-esteem. And I'm glad to have you. You know, and I'm glad we met like several months ago, and I thought you'd be really a good addition to the show. And so I'm so glad you decided to do some shows with me. All right, so we're going to let Kat talk. Kat, you're on. It's you because you have a, a very good program and a lot of things that will help people now. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself and how you came into doing this. Yeah. Hi, Marsha. Hi, Kristen. Thank Hi. you so much for having me on today. Oh, you're Hi. welcome. Hi. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I'm a self-help author, a blogger, a resilience mindset coach, and a mindfulness teacher. I know that's a that's a mouthful. And I was telling Marsha before we got on, like I'm, I consider myself more of a writer. I don't do podcasts all the time, so I am a little bit nervous. But like I was telling Marsha, I believe in doing something that scares you. You know, a little bit scares yeah, don't you. Don't worry, you'll be fine. Uh, not for sure. I got you here. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> yeah, and then so I'm getting my podcast legs on, but yeah, just doing something a little bit that scares you every single day, you know, and, and get out of your comfort zone to do, that's the only way to to um, expand yourself, you know, otherwise we stay locked in these boxes, you know, afraid to do things. So, I mean, that's that's the coach part of me, and, that, and it just challenges you all the time to, you know, go up to the next level. So I'm so happy to be here and talk, because I love talking about mindset, because it's just been life-changing for me I've been doing it for 10 years now and I came upon mindset I guess when um, I didn't know you know I was stuck in, in my life and I was full of anxiety I, I had really really bad anxiety and I think you know when you're down on your knees is when you start searching for answers and then yeah. I came upon all this like spiritual and mindset stuff and mindfulness and I'm like why did it take me until I was in my, in my 40s to learn all this 
you know. I'm like, why didn't they teach us this in schools? And now they're beginning to. You're, now you're beginning to see more mindfulness, like emotional regulation, you know, a lot of things that we were never taught when we were kids. So I'm so glad to hear that they're now bringing it into schools. Oh, so my great. program, I'm hope, yeah, to um, help. I, I developed a program called Mindful Resilience, and that will help support that, you know. And I'm really fond of working with teachers or, or you know, all people. But, you know, and help bringing it into schools and help bringing it into people's lives. So that's, that's I think I that's a great thing. I, I really do think that's a good that's thing for schools because I think after pan, the pandemic, I think people now realize that kids really do have problems right now that they didn't have before, mm. you know. And so I think I, your program and also for people to even be conscious that there is help out there for them. That's really number right, one, right. that there is help. Exactly, because they don't know. Exactly, because I always said, like, how when I came across this, you know, all this, this work or, you know, um, I was like, how do you know to look for something you didn't even know to look for? Like, I felt like I stumbled right, across right. and I think a lot of people feel like they, that's how it, they come into, like, personal improvement. Yeah. And a lot of people, I think there's a misconception of life coaches are like, you know, like, I don't want, uh, like Tony Robbins, like, go, go, go and get them. <laughs> but a lot, of, you know, a lot of life coaches are very anti-faction. You know, we, we yeah. do more work through, um, through uh, love and compassion to become more resilient rather than pushing. Because right now we're taught to push our ways through and ignore what we're feeling. And that's why everybody feels like everybody's crashing because you can't do it. The body, wasn't, body and mind wasn't meant to just bulldoze your way through life, ignoring what you feel. We have emotions for a reason because they're, they're kind of like our GPS, like our alert system. They tell us when things are okay, you know, and not okay. So it's like ignoring your, your check engine light, which is what we've been doing. And we're just bulldozing our way through, ignoring what we're feeling. So, you know, life coaches that in my type of work, we're kind of like, you know, whoa, wait, you know, take a step back. And, you know, let's pay attention to what you're feeling. What are you feeling? And yeah, it's okay I think that's, to feel that's, what that's important, feeling. paying attention to feel, mm-hmm. that, to know that you're, something's wrong, though. That's, it's hard to admit it, I think. That's probably one of the things. They, mm-hmm. And, you know, they don't even know what they're feeling sometimes. They know they might be feeling well, you know, not the same. And after these two years, I think people don't know what to feel anymore. They have changed so yeah, much in the last two years. It's overwhelming right. to open that box. A friend of mine referred to it as it'd be like opening Pandora's box right now to deal with everything that she's kind of locked away. And we're in a culture of toxic positivity, too, which doesn't mm-hmm. make it easier when you do try to unpack whatever you're dealing with. So right. you, you unpack it really slowly, but that's why we need to unpack it because it's, it's the, your feelings don't go away just because you don't want to feel them. They stay locked yeah. in your body, which is why when, when people discover yoga, I love it when I'm going to yoga class and I, I, there's a new student there and she said, you know, my therapist sent me there, sent me here. And it's amazing because it just all those emotions stay and people start doing yoga and they're wondering, like, why am I crying? Because it's all the emotions mm-hmm. that you stored up inside of yourself. Like when, like when we do meditations, like people are like, why am I crying? Because you're releasing everything that you've been feeling for so long yeah. that you haven't allowed yourself to feel. And it is overwhelming for some. So I would say as a, as a responsible life coach, like we have to know when, you know, it's life coaching and when it's therapy. So I may recommend somebody that may need, um, may be more of a candidate for therapy than they are yeah. for coach, than they are for coaching. So we, you'll work with your, your coach to know whether you, it is, whether you are more of a candidate and your, your coach should guide you or whether you are somebody who is ready for coaching. So, I so, uh, so in, in the school district, in the school districts, are they are they feeling, you know, are they bringing you in there, or you know, to talk to them, or are they, you know, what what are they doing? Oh, right. So right, to, right yeah, now, to I've been get working their kids with, um, Yeah, right now I've been yeah, right now I've been working with teachers one on one to help support them. I might bring it as a group because I, I just developed this program. It's still brand spanking new, like this is my my launch right now. And so I've been working with school teachers, and, you know, what's amazing is that they've been given a lot of these mindfulness programs to work with their students, but after working with me, they said it all makes sense now. They said now the programs that we're we're working with with our children, she said we understand it from a different, like a deeper level now, why we're doing the purpose of it and how it works. So because they're just given like a few breathing meditations, they're just given a lot of exercises, to, but they don't really understand the basis behind it. So through this um, program that I developed, they're really understanding everything underneath it. And like we were talking before, um, 
Kristen, you know, went through the program too. And so maybe yeah. Up, so um, do you want to talk about yeah? Or Kristen, do you want to talk about this? And then we're gonna then maybe Kit, you want to talk about the tips that you know mm-hmm. could help people. All right. So Kristen, Absolutely. did you want to talk a little bit about your experience? Yeah, one of the most helpful things that Kat came out with that I actually just shared yesterday with a friend who was um, dealing with some stuff um, that came from, like, prolonged grief. She lost a parent years ago, and she had a triggering session that came up with something that reminded her of something she didn't deal with back when she lost this parent. And I was telling her something that Kat taught me, which was rage on a page, which is where you take a journal, notebook, and you just write it all out, whatever you're feeling, you don't stop, you just pour it all onto the page and get it off your mind and everything. And I'm sure, Kat, you can explain it a lot better, but that was like the number one thing that really helped me. And it's how I um, end my days now with my journal. And in fact, I had gotten um, a brand new journal on um, the very end of February, right as everything was starting in Ukraine. And it was, it's a 365-day page thing, but I don't number the pages. I just use it however I want. And right. so you realize that at the very end of February is when I started this, like the last day of February. And I'm already halfway through this thing because every night I write down before I go to bed how I'm feeling, you know, like everything that's taken in during the day, the, the news, especially, you know, things with Ukraine and obviously, you know, like COVID and the you know, everything here with like our own, you know, government issues yeah. and January 6th and all of that, I just, I pour it out onto the page, take it off my mind, and then I can sleep a lot easier. Oh. I do notice, I did notice you were up very late last night because I saw you up <laughs> very late. <laughs> I know. And see, that's the thing. See, sometimes people didn't used to know that, but now if you leave a message or you do something, people actually know how you're up at like, in the, at night and so a lot of us as writers are are really up at night and we do get up in the morning too and get up early so i think there's something to be said about why are we all doing all of this we can get into that later but all right so i want kid you want to start a little bit about your program because that's really that's the crux of what we're you know what you wanted to talk about is the tips you know that you can give to people they can notice that something's wrong or they can feel that there's going to be help for them. Right. So I've developed a program called um, Mindful Resilience, and it helps people. It's like 21 tips, lessons, and tools in helping people shift from disempowering thoughts to empowering thoughts. So that's, that's where the resilience mindset coaching um, comes in. And it just re- it's really like what you discover is through this practice is everything's opposite from what we believe because right now we're going based on what, where our mind just takes us. And it's like the mind, if you think of the mind, the mind is kind of like an unsupervised child, right? And it'll just go and take you. So we, we say that you're, you're in, your emotions are in control of you rather than you, than you being in control of your emotions. And so, so that's what I was saying is that you're really a lot more, you have a, really have a lot more power than we realize once you learn how to cr- curb those thoughts and, and emotions so that, you can kind of rein them in and find your power. So, like, these lessons help you. Like, I go through, like, each – there's five sessions, four sessions, and a uh, fifth bonus session. And during the four sessions, I give at least four or five lessons and tools that you can apply to your life. And there are immediate results. Like, I have – you know, the people that I've worked with have said that they have so many aha moments, and they were pl- able to apply them in their lives, like, immediately, whether it was in work or their home, their home life. Like, the results have been amazing. Like, some people, I mean, I wouldn't say this replaces therapy. Like, people who are candidates for therapy are candidates for therapy. But there are some people who have taken this and thought that they needed therapy. And they were like, wow, you know, I don't, maybe I don't need therapy as much as I thought I did. Now I'm going to right. use these tools to help right. me to go through this. Because, like I said, these are, we didn't even know these tools existed. And that's why they're so important, because they just help right. us become more emotionally resilient. Otherwise, I've said, like, your mind is just, you know, like they said, that unsupervised child part of you is just going down that rabbit hole and just, you know, guiding you down, like I said, down that rabbit hole. So I wanted to talk about, like, um, we're, about, like, how people are watching the news and the current events and how it's dragging them down, like, whether it be COVID or the Ukraine or Ukraine. Um, but this could be any news story, you know. So it could be what's going on present day now, but in the future, these tips and tools will help you. Um, in, in the future, 
without having to go down that right. Road, well, well, the tool, but you're saying that Ukraine, you're to, Ukraine and COVID. I mean, they're constantly on the air, so mm-hmm. it's not like they bring it up and then there's other things happening. But those are the two things that they bring up constantly, and people. Like we say, people just don't want it. They're turning themselves off to this, which isn't necessarily good either. But I, you mentioned something to me about a, a, in New York that there's that radio station that, mm-hmm. or the TV station that gives ten top things that. Right, yep. it's, it's called Ten Ten Win. So it's just well, okay, a, a radio. It, they just it's just fact based news. So. So my first tip is just stop watching the news, which most people know about, but a lot of people don't listen to, especially when there's a news story or something new launching um, that's in the news. We tend, our mind tends to want to know everything. Like, I need to know this. I need to know this. And we're all glued. Like, in the beginning of the pandemic, I was so glued right. to my TV, and I was, and I was, in, I was feeling anxiety, too, because we've yeah. never been through this before. But thank no. goodness, like, I thank God every day for this practice, because had I not had this, that's what helped keep me resilient. You know, so I was yeah. able to work my, three, my way through it, through all my emotions, and come out of it. And I, you know, and I did fine. Whereas other people, I, I don't know where I would have been because I was an anxiety sufferer before this, yeah. before having these tools. So stop watching the news and really like adhering to it. So, so you, as you said, some people have stopped watching the news, and that's not. So it's finding the balance. So it's not, you know, in, it's not engaging in like, you know, living your life right. glued to the TV, which I kind of did, you know. And then not well, I think, every, everybody, I think at that all. time everybody did. Right, at that point everybody did. Right, but know when your cutoff is. But exactly, there's a popular meme going around now, but it's so true. Like, okay, so people turn off the news because they can't take it anymore, and then they turn on a serial killer movie. <laughs> don't do that either, you know? <laughs> right. right, because you don't do that either because it's still keeping you, it's still keeping you in that state of mind. Because, you know, the mind likes drama. It does. That's why reality shows and all these things. That's, yeah, yeah. Where the, that's why the news is doing what it's doing 24 hours a day. That's why, they, because they play on your, not play on your emotions, but it's based on your emotions. Yeah. Because they know that that's what keeps us addicted. We're, we're you know, like um, emotion addicts. We love feeling the drama, which is why dramas are so popular too. So we right, love that suspense. Right. We love feeling those things, but they also take us away from what we're we're actually feeling. A lot of it we do it because we want to, We don't want to pay attention to our own lives, especially if they're stressed out. Well, that's hard, um, right? That's hard because sometimes people don't want to pay attention to really what's going on in their lives. Which in the pandemic, which is what we I think we talked about that before. That I had shows and I still do now on about Hollywood and different um, series that people are watching just so they can focus on other things. Because during the pandemic, people were watching TV all the time, and luckily for that, they kept some people really in good spirits. You know, mm-hmm. but then on the other hand, there's a lot of intense drama that sometimes I say to myself, "Am I watching this?" Because I mean, there's so much killing, and I'm watching all of this, and and then I go and I'm watching a sweet romance. So it's like our brains mm-hmm. are, you know, mixed up sometimes of what we should watch and what we watch too much of, and how upset it makes us without even knowing it's making us feel that way. Right. Because okay, so this mm-hmm. is what. This is why this work is so important because it brings awareness to what we're doing because we are, yeah. we're going around blindly. You know, I'm so yeah. glad you said that, Marsha, because it is, because we're, we're so, um, we are walking around blindly. So this sheds light and awareness to what we're doing so that we can actually take mindful steps and not do it. Because when we walk around blindly and not knowing what we're doing, that's why we feel so crappy. But when you become yeah. more self-aware of what you're doing, you're able to take better care of yourself. So we're going to be getting into that. So it's stop watching the news and adhering to it. But, it, okay, we do need to know what's going on. So it's listen to more fact-based news. But if you do watch the regular news and you feel yourself like your emotions rising, stop. You know, just stop right there and do something else and start. So step two is, you know, protect your energy, doing self-care. You know, take care of yourself, Right. When you um, say self care, like too. when you say self care, what what can people do for self care? To you know, they'll say, "What can I do to give myself self?" They may not even know what that is. What is that? In right. Your, what in your perspective? Okay, so um, self care, and I'm going to back up a little bit too because okay. a lot of people too they watch news, especially what's happening in Ukraine right now. We yeah, do it yeah. because we feel so empathetic, like we feel like we need to be with those. And I was there too. But the best way to, for us to support people is not by, like, there are some people who empathize to the point that they're, they're, so, they're depressed. 
you know, yeah. and you're not helping yeah. anybody when you get to that state of depression, you know, and because you know, me as a life coach, like I have to be very care. Be, I have to work and take care of my, what we call our energy and do self, a lot of self-care so that I can help other people. But people won't come to me if I'm depressed in my bed. You know, they right. don't want to help exactly. me. Right. So, right. So right. exactly. So when, if you're empathy and you really want to help people, like you said, the best way to help somebody is by doing something like take action. You know, what makes us feel good is like, look how many donations, like get involved, yeah. do things. Yeah. That's the best way that you can help support them. By sitting there watching the news and dragging yourself and making yourself miserable is not helping anybody. But people who have a lot of empathy kind of think that, oh, if I feel connection with them, that helps them. No, you taking care of yourself and you taking action and helping them in real ways helps support them better. So, we, so we, the only way we can do that is by, right, so I'm going back to self, uh, step two, self-care and protecting your energy. So protecting your energy is, um, is part of self-care, and that's stopping watching the news. And it's keeping yourself away from anything that's going to drain yourself of your energy. So maybe some people aren't familiar with what, when I use the term energy, we use the term energy as like, we think of energy as high and low, like I feel tired or I feel high energy, I feel um, energetic. But in the work that we do and like life coaching, I think we, we describe energy as um, happy and sad. So low energy could be feeling tired or depressed and happiness is feeling more energetic. So that's when I say energy, I kind of refer to that. So it's just protecting your energy. So whenever you feel like um, you start feeling you're, you're spending time with somebody who kind of drags you down, you have a right. If you're not feeling or you're not in the right frame of mind and you have a friend that calls you and likes to kind of like vent about things, about things on the news, you have a right. Yeah. Don't pick up the phone. If you're not in that space, if you're not in that space where you're ready to hear that and it's going to make you feel worse, well, no, that's a good idea. A- no, that's a very good mm-hmm. idea for people because, right, if you see somebody, if you're going to get on a phone call that's going to be an hour phone call that's going to upset you, that might not be a good thing for the person, you know, to answer the phone. Right. And you don't want to be rude, but you also don't want to get into a confrontation either because that's not good either. Right. Yeah, so that was really one of the things that... It was one of the things she mentioned, too, with the program when I mentioned um, about somebody seeing just them comment on my Instagram about how that would, you know, like raise my adrenaline and my cortisol. And you said to me, why are you, you know, why are you still following that person? Why are you still, like, engaging if you know that that's the reaction? And because growing up, you know, you feel like you've got to be the good girl, you know, you can't, don't make waves, you know, stuff like that. And I thought, oh, yeah, why am I? why am I letting this person get to me? And I just felt like I had to kind of sit there and take it. And you had me kind of, you know, reassess the situation, like, you know, protect my energy because every time I saw this person's name, even I remembered Mm. all the negative things, you know, this person was more of a friend of me. They act like they have my best interest at heart, but it's always passive aggressive comments. Right. Yes. That's a great example. Right, and then yeah. something else uh, Kristen mentioned too was, you know, part of self-care is doing that rage on the page or, you know, or sometimes like if you can't, if you're overthinker, you know, we call it a brain dump. So you do the brain dump, you write it all out before you go to bed. But rage on the page is so helpful because we get everything we're feeling out on paper rather than taking it out on the other person. So that's what you see on social media so much now are people who aren't taking care of themselves. So everything they're, they're emotionally feeling is that they're taking it out on other people. Because people who do take time and take care of their emotions, the people who are in therapy and life coaching, aren't aren't on you know, social media taking it out on others. You know, so that's why this work is you know is so important. So that's part of your self care. You take care of your like I love that Oprah says she has in front of her office um, a, a sign that says you are responsible for the energy you bring into this world. And I would like to say that we are responsible for the energy we bring into this world. You know, in every connection that yeah. we have with each other. And another thing yeah. you had brought up, too, about and not just the energy that, you know, like we, we give out and everything, but like what we take in, because you had mentioned if there's like a Instagram account or something that, you know, makes you feel bad about yourself, unfollow it. Don't put yourself through that. And that was something I hadn't really thought about before. You know, the images that you take in, you just see it as a surface value. You don't realize that later you might be comparing yourself and feel like you don't measure up. Because I've heard people say before, people post their highlight reels. You don't see their whole life story. You don't see what took them from A to B and all the pitfalls and everything. You just see the, the highlights, what they want you to see. And that mm. can be, you know, very damaging. And then you feel like you have to keep 
keep up with all this. And then you mentioned to me a great phrase, analysis paralysis. Could you just explain that for a minute? Because that was life-changing for me. Okay, so analysis paralysis. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up. So analysis paralysis is when we just kind of, when we, it's the overthinkers do that. So you just overthink about everything and you keep weighing all the odds or, or however it comes up in your life and you're analyzing things or you're obsessing about something that somebody says to the point, so, to the point that you're paralyzed. You're, you're stuck in that energy. And I like to think of it as like, and, and scientists do say that, that we create these negative neuropathways in our brains. You know, which is why we say meditation is so important because it kind of dissolves, it kind of breaks down those those neural pathways so that you're not so you're not strengthening your your negative patterns, thought patterns. You're actually reinforcing with meditation. You're more calming, relaxing. You know, um, thought patterns. Yeah. You're strengthening them. So that actually encouraged me to do when I learned that. Encouraged me to start doing more meditation um, so that I could be more. Uh, be cal- at a calmer state instead of because I like I said I came from an anxious back- background and feeling instead of feeling so um, anxious all the time. But Kristen brought up another uh, great um, thing about uh, self care is you know what we read, what we read, um, um, the books that we read, the TV shows that we yeah. watch. They're all of what we call our mental diet. So whatever you're reading, whatever you're taking in is part of what you're making. So if you don't like eating junk food, don't eat or read junk kind of thing, you know, like don't well, eat right. things that are going to drain your energy, right? Read, like you said before, Marsha, read something that's uplifting, you know, yeah. so that's how, yeah. these are the ways that we, we take care of ourselves. So you don't go down that, don't watch the, I haven't watched the, like, you know, like a reality show, like things that are really based on a lot of drama in a really long yeah. time. Yeah. Because they, we become like those people, you know, we become like the things that we engross ourselves with, you know, that we well, engage with, that we watch this, right? That must be similar to a state of what's going on, because, I mean, there are so many reality shows, and people are, you know, trying to find a mate, you know, a, a soulmate that way, you know, and but then mm-hmm. you're sitting there watching, and you're thinking, like, really? I mean, you know, you're going to marry someone that you don't even know? I mean, you're just because you're on a show? <laughs> Imagine this years ago. I mean, it's really not like what people really want, but there's, they seem to want to watch it, you know, and even, the, you know, that on that um, it's called, that Tinder, I think it's what they had on as a, one of the top sellers on Netflix. It was a whole story about scams, you know, and you look at these people and they're so intelligent and they got themselves in such a mess. By, you know, and they're then, but instead of, you know, I don't know how this is, how other people, we're all watching these things and going, how could that happen? But it's very easy for it to happen, especially during the pandemic when people were lonely. It's definitely easy to find, you know, see how that could happen. And they let themselves be, you know, believe what people are saying and they're, they fell right into a trap. Right, right. And that and, that too is part of another part of self care is like in, in doing this kind of work and it doesn't have to be with a life coach you can even pick up a book you know even you can even pick up a, a self help book and it'll help you because there there were people who were really lonely they're feeling really lonely pick up you know pick up a find a self help book on loneliness on how to yeah. curb, instead of going on Tinder you know because exactly because if you don't do that what you're going to find is your next lesson. You know, people are like, yeah. oh, I don't, you know, exactly. I think Your next lesson. Is that's right. That's right. right. The next lesson, because they're a mess, but they're in really a mess, <laughs> you know, I mean, because mm-hmm. they have given their love, devotion to a person that they're not even with, you know, and it was during the pandemic, right. so they weren't even really with them a lot. So it's like, this is where mindset comes, and so there are so many programs like that now. So when you said anxious right. background, you mentioned anxious background from your family. You're talking about like, oh, I know, me, what, like just my history. I just um, I had, I was feeling a lot of anxiety at one point in my life. I was going through a divorce, or it was even maybe pre, a little bit pre-divorce. I just had yeah. started having a lot of anxiety. But uh, and that, that's where I said. But you know, I feel that a lot of things like lead us to where we mean we're meant to be. Like they said, you know, the universe will you know break you to awaken you, kind of thing. Like yeah. you know, like saying that God finds you. You find God when you're on your knees, because that's when you you start yeah. seeking it. And they they said that you know, kind of like the universe does that on purpose to that you know, like to say to, it's your wake up call, so that you you go to these books, you find you know what it is that you need to heal everything that because we've been going about it all the wrong way. But you find these these works that make you heal 
from the inside that um, help expand you and grow so that you're not addicted to finding. And actually, that's what I, I, um, I wrote a book called um, Resilient Love. And that's kind of what really, like the woman who's on Tinder because she was lonely and everything and got scammed, she should read my book, <laughs> Resilient Love. Like that's where I kind of started from in the beginning, you know, yeah. was uh, relationships. Okay, and then I really loved the relationship just with self and, you know, with other people and with the mind. So I started moving. Because, I, you know, actually from doing this work, I, I stopped needing, it's like I'm open to a relationship, but I stopped needing it to define me. That's kind of like right. where my journey took me because I was, right. because we have, an, you know, American culture or not even just America, a worldwide culture that's so dependent on, on needing a relationship, you know, right. that we are, you know, um, that's why I said like becoming really single because yeah. that's who it, you know, that's who it made me into be because I realized how addicted we were as a society to love. And, you know, and it's because I felt like I felt so, I mean, the, I wouldn't say that's one of the reasons that I got married, but it was definitely on my mind when I was 26 years old and all my friends were married and I wasn't, I was the only one who wasn't. Like, I, I got to get married. You know, right. and you have all your but friends then, asking no, you, are you married times, Right. Mm-hmm. And, right. Anybody that watches, let's say, Hallmark movies, which I do, and that, that's it. You know, mm-hmm. the, everybody has, mm-hmm. they go to wedding after wedding. They're not married and they yeah. feel like they <laughs> need to be married to be happy. And the truth is you really have to be happy with yourself first. I'm sure that's number right. one. If you're not, if you're miserable, I, another person, that's not going to help you be happy. You have to be happy of who you are. Exactly. Yeah. And it took me a long time to find that out, Marsha. It took me a long time to find that out, you know, and that I had to be happy with myself. And, you know, I had heard that before, like, you, you, it didn't really occur to me. Like, a lot of times, and that's what we say about this work is that, you know, people can say things to you and it'll go right over your head because you're not ready to hear the message. This is why we say you can't change anybody. And that's why when you, 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 you may have had the experience where you're trying to tell somebody something and they're just not hearing you because they're yeah. not that level of awareness. They really can't hear you. So people went right over my head. And it wasn't until I was ready yeah. to hear it like, oh, you can't really find happiness. Like you're you have to be <laughs> do you happy think, do you with yourself. Do you think there's a difference between men and women? Is it more women that are more interested in doing this or men? Because men are, are you know, I'm pretty tough to, that way, pretty tough that way to, to, because to see it. And I really believe that men are tough that way because that's the way they were, they were kind of taught to be. Yeah. That's how our, self, our society kind of created them to be that way. But I was really surprised because when I was going through my divorce, I joined a divorce support group. And I was surprised at the number of men that were in the divorce support group that were, that were in there for the same reasons that, you know, for many of the same yeah. reasons that women were in there. Like their hearts were broken, you know, by, by their wives, you know, who left yeah. them. So it's not like always the story of the woman being left by the husband. There were a number of it's men whose right. wives left them, you know. Yeah. So, and... So, yeah, I think, and um, I love seeing that more and more men and in this, um, who are seeking this kind of work, this kind of help and, and therapy and yeah. coaching, and more and more men who are becoming coaches themselves. Oh, that's good. You know, becoming more motivational and doing this kind of work. I mean, there were, like, I would say 50% of my class, you know, were men doing this work. Oh, and some of them were doing it for business, but, you know, in my group, like, when we were doing relationships, you know, there were a lot of men in there, and I, I think it's great. And there, and there were men in there doing work to be good husbands, too, like, you know, on how to be good partners. I yeah. think that's so important. So yeah, it's, it's changing. So, I, you, know, it's, you know, as much as we think that the world world's kind of like um, up-leveling now, it's kind of like, I think of it as kind of like house cleaning. You know how the house kind of needs to get dirty, you know, <laughs> before you can get it clean? Like, like these things need <laughs> mm-hmm. to come up. People are coming up because it's making them find these things. You know, yeah, but finding these these lessons, these tools. What you said before about the world kind of breaking you, the world breaking you to make you. I've been seeing more and more, and Marcia, you mentioned this the other day too, of people posting like on Facebook and stuff about how they're basically having breakdowns and oh, I'm so anxious and. So many yeah. people, like big accounts, you know, not yeah. just people you know, but big accounts you follow saying, I'm taking a social media break. I don't know for how long. Yeah. So many people yeah. are at that point. And I think it's been two years of, I think at this point, everybody has known somebody who has either passed from the virus or has, you know, like the long hauler and is dealing with that. Or there's something to do with what's happened in the last two years that has brought people to their breaking point. And we're at a new 
the level right now where people are realizing what worked for them before is no longer sustaining them. This, this right. way they're yeah. living is not working yeah. for them. You know, whether it be job loss or um, just having your world shaken up a little bit in some way. You know, maybe it's a loss. You know, I I had a loss where I didn't see coming, um, where my cousin passed away suddenly, and it just absolutely shocked me to my core. And it did make me look and reevaluate things and, yeah. you know, realize that some of the things that I was doing and, Maybe even taking for granted. I mean, I think we all take for granted that when we make plans that we're going to be here. You know, if I'm making plans for something in June, we don't real, you know, we don't think about that until something rocks our mm-hmm. world. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think you know that that's one of the things you know that happens though. There are, I mean, it, the pandemic has changed everybody in some way. I don't think anybody is, you know, not affected by what has happened, good and bad, you know. Uh, I think some of the good things, people are now with their families a lot more, and some of the bad things are people are with their families and not as much now because they've just had it, you know, both ways. It's going it's going a lot of different ways. All right, so, uh, so you have other tips I know that you wanted to talk about, so I don't want to... Uh, I just wanted to say that, and I hope those people, like, find their ways to, you know, whether it's to my program or, you know, at least yeah. go through Amazon and search through books, you know, or just do a Google search on mindfulness books or just books like just type in how do I, how do I feel better, you know, and reach out yeah. because there are books and there are tools out there that will help you, you know, and I, I really feel that, like, these times are calling for that. You know, there are, yeah. there is, all I'm saying is that there is another way, right? It's like, as Kristen said, because our old ways aren't working and they don't work no. and they really never really did work. You know, because, okay, no. so what we did is what, we did a lot of numb, what we call numbing activities. So our numbing activities are binging on Netflix, you know, overeating. So how many people gain those COVID pounds, right? You know, we yep. call them the COVID pounds because we, you know, ate a lot of junk food, and, and that's what the body does. When the body stress, it craves sweets, fats, you know, salty foods, and that's what made us gain the, we- you know, gain the weight, right? Cause, um, and we call it like you're numbing your feelings doing that. We shop. You know, we do a lot of things. Like even social media is a way of just numbing what we don't want to feel. So I want to say that there are tools. So like the program, like I said, will help you. The program that I designed is based on all my 21 best tips and tools that I learned that I still use in my life every single day. And it'll have you reaching for your tools rather than you'll be reaching for that glass of wine or, you know, yeah. the, um, the remote. Right. Or, I think, I think um, that is true. I think that is what happened to people. Mm-hmm. I, I do. The, you know, I remember when the when COVID first came out, I mean, I didn't even know if I was going to have shows and I just, I've said this many times and I did have a lot of shows because people were really wanting to come on just to talk about anything. They didn't care, you know, and it was just something, you know, where normally they may have been working, they weren't working. So now they were just happy to just talk about their books or other things or COVID with the children and things like that. So, I mean, I at the beginning, I didn't think anybody realized it was going to last for a long time. So mm. people were saying, like, what should I do? Should I change my ways? Like even, to, as I said, my show, should I not have a show during the pandemic? And I went, no, I need to have the show because this is good for people to just have some place to talk or listen, mm. you know. But. Everybody questioned everything they were doing because they nobody knew this has never happened to us before. So we never knew anything like this, not in our generation. Right. I mean, yeah, exactly. No. Who had ever been through this before? So what did you cover? Right. Like how long did you take you to come back on air? I came on right away. Oh, I did the same. I did oh, right. it immediately. Wow. I never, I didn't lose. Oh, I didn't good for stop you. You didn't stop. Yeah. You didn't miss a beat. No. Wow, that's incredible, no. Marsha. No. No. And what did you yeah. talk about? I'm just curious. Like, what well, did you people talk about came on for their books, and and a lot of I had a lot of children's, um, I said teachers, and you know a lot of parents coming on because you know talking about the children's books, and we just were talking, you know, and and even the mm. shows that we said we weren't going to talk about COVID, we ended up talking about COVID <laughs> because it was on everybody's <laughs> mind. You know, it's kind of like, right, oh, we don't right. want to talk about this, but Yes, we do want to talk about this, you know, and we didn't get into politically or any of those things, but we just got, you know, and people were listening and people were just finding a way to just, you know, some writers that I know didn't write at all. And some writers wrote more, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. because everybody kept saying in their lives in the past, they'd go like, oh, if I had time to just do this, well, then everybody did have time, but then they were losing concentration. (laughs) They lost all their concentration. I found it a little difficult to write. 
it, my concentration. Kristen, I think you did too, right, during it? Yeah, in the be- in the beginning, I was yeah. doing great, and then the wheels yeah. kind of came off the bus. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, years later, all of us will be talking about all these things, but right now we're we're actually still in something that I don't know what they're mm-hmm. calling it. They're calling it, you know, it's it's not over, you know, and no, there's a lot not. of kids that, you know, that's the main thing. So I think if you get to go to talk to some of the schools and the teachers, I think they need things like this because these kids are – this has been very difficult for kids in school to even learn at home, you know, mm-hmm. or not see their friends. So I, we don't know yet the outcome of what they're really going to feel because kids, you don't, like, I'm sure you know this, kids don't always say their feelings. You know, they say one thing, but they right. mean the other thing, you know, so that's kind of difficult. And that's why so these that's tools what we are, did. you know, that's why these tools are so important because it allows the child, like, because I don't know if we remember when we were kids, we always did, we didn't always want to talk to our parents about everything. You know, sometimes we wanted to keep things, and that's why we had our diaries. Like, you know, yeah. I, you know I love my diary. And these tools are kind of able to, it's kind of self-care. It just goes back to self-care. It allows us to take care of ourselves emotionally, you know. Yeah. And I love that there is there is an author, and he is the head of oh, Mark Brack. Oh, I get, oh, I can't believe I can't remember his name. Mark Brackett, and yep. he is the head of Yale's emotional intelligence. Like Yale didn't even have an emotional intelligence um, division yeah, probably, before right, he yeah. came around, and they invited yeah. him on. And so he's the emotion. He's the emotion. He says openly, like, because I want to teach people. And he had a really tough childhood, you know, not because of his parents, but because you know of um, like a friend of the family, you know, who who was harmful to him. And he talks about it very openly. And yeah, yeah, and he talks about it very openly, but it helped him because he didn't really feel like he could go to his parents and talk to them. And he was a child and he didn't know what to do with his feelings. And he said, thank goodness for his uncle, who was a teacher and who knew about, I don't know if his teacher was like a, uncle was a life coach or not a life coach, a teacher and a social worker, but really helped him through his emotions because he knew something was up with him. And he finally got the tools. So it gives the tools to these children, to children so that they can do some of their own self-care. So, you know, Great. sometimes it's just learning how, just how to, um, uh, he says openly that he hopes one day to put therapists out of work, you know. So <laughs> a lot of these tools Well, I, you know, that's you a really good you... thought, but as you know, that's not going to happen because, you know, but and said, you know what, and yeah, and that's the thing. People, if they don't want to go to a therapist, then maybe they can, try like you're saying maybe they can get some of these books and maybe you know because sometimes if you see that it's happened to someone else because sometimes you don't think these things happen to someone else you think it's just happening to you you know oh, very true right right and then there's sometimes and too there's some be, people who don't realize how ready they've never had any kind of coaching or self-help like i you know i had yeah. one student i was working with she never had any kind of she was just interested because there she was at a time in her life where she was feeling kind of like out of sorts and just feeling like yeah. she needed something she wasn't feeling good about her life and she was just ready i mean i she had just took, she took off so quickly like boom like yeah. sometimes just people need the tools they don't realize they don't need like years of therapy Sometimes they just need the right tools. And, like, with the end of five weeks, she was, like, flying high. She was like, I feel great. I got my tools. And sometimes that's yeah. all some people need. Some people do are, you know, do need therapy. And, like I said, like, I, you know, I tell, like, my students that I work with, you know, I have to teach, like, um, a, a book called The Course in Miracles, which is an amazing a spiritual book. They call it, like, spiritual psychotherapy. And, you know, I've, t- I've taught it for three years. And I tell them that, too, that it's going to we're at the beginning. Like we call this the awakening stage. This is why this is all happening, all this uprooting people so that yeah. people find these programs and these lessons and these tools to help out. But it's going to take, we're at the beginning of this. And it's going to take years because it's just entering our schools and our society now that's becoming more mainstream, I guess, and just keep kept away in these little, like, um, little organizations or, you know, um, in spiritual communities or whatever. And that it's going to just start growing and evolving because we're going to leave this for our, our, the next generation. So we're coming from a generation that was kind of, you know, kind of, you know from World War II where they were very wounded gen- generation and they kind of passed yeah. down those yeah. wounds. Onto, so we had a lot of people who were drinking and escaping from things because they yeah. didn't know how to handle it. So now we're kind of at the healing stage where we're bringing healing instead of, you know, passing down the wounds. So the healing right. is, you know, and that's why I want people like to think, like when they go to a coach or a therapist, it's not about self-improvement. Like a lot of people, like we try to get rid of the stigma, you know, of that, that it's not about self-improvement. It's a lot about if it's about healing. You know, there's so much healing that needs to go on, you know, that needs to be done in this world. And that's why we yeah, have so we- much anger. 
you know, going on when right now were, because we're not healing. Right, go ahead. When you were talking about the toolbox, that is, we got to really go back to that because that is the thing that people really need to get from this course is that, you know, or any of the books that they read, is that it gives you the things to handle it when it comes up. So kind of like when you have a leak, you go to like YouTube or you, you know, you, you putter around to fix it yourself at the surface level before, you know, maybe you go into therapy or something. And like one of the tools that you gave me was to kind of prepare yourself if you know you're going into a meeting or a situation where you might be triggered. Like I told you about that every week I had this meeting and there was one person in particular that would go through something that she had been through that was horribly traumatic. And of course I was applying it to myself and you said, you know, beforehand, you know, like even like say a prayer, pray for her and then like put on maybe like a, a guided meditation or something to calm you and relax you so that when I would go in, I would already be calmed and relaxed Mm -hmm. and it wouldn't have the same impact. I was like preparing myself before I went into this meeting um, and so that's what I started doing because every week it was the same thing. You know, she would go into a terrible thing that happened and it was like, oh, you know, and there would always be a new detail that was worse than the week before. Right. And yeah. just having like right. this toolbox, you know, it's just one of the tools in there that was like, okay, well, now I can handle on a very basic level just, uh, you know, this meeting that was every week was traumatizing. Right. Right. Exactly. Because we don't, that's what I'm saying, that we don't realize until we, that we have this power to kind of manage these situations rather than just going in there kind of feeling, I guess, you know, for lack of a better word or phrase, going in there unarmed. Like we can go there mm-hmm. kind of more balanced because otherwise we go there, we feel disempowered, you know, we're psyching ourselves out, we're dreading this meeting. Instead of like empowering ourselves, like, okay, I can, I can, handle, I can handle the situation. I have the tools to do this where I, I have the power in my hands, you know, where I can do this. You know, and and, See, and one of the and things I think for people, I think maybe is that if they're not in the office, there's less office fights because you know, uh, I think when you're all of pe- all the people that have been working home, you're less likely to have m- more fights if you're in the office because people do fight in the offices. You know, they get really mm-hmm. mad at each other, they walk out of meetings, they do things like that. But now, I don't think I think now because a lot of people are still home. A lot of that, the pressure of like going into the office and not liking some of your, you know, fellow workers, that can really trigger a lot of people to bad behavior. Right, right. I'm yeah. so glad you mentioned that, Marsha. Well, we can bring these tools to our families too. We're going into that family gathering that you don't want to go into. Yeah. yeah oh, but yeah. Uh, going back to what you were saying, I, I'm so glad you said that because um, I don't know if you're familiar with Brene Brown, but she's an, she's a self help author also, right? an amazing, you know, mega self help author. And she said that she'll go into these corporations and they bring her in because she talks about you know a lot about brave, you know, being brave and resilience. And she said, and she'll start speaking, and people will say, "Oh, we're, this is a corporation. We don't want to talk about our emotions." And mm-hmm. she was like, yeah, right. "You know, that's what people don't mm-hmm. understand in business that they don't realize how many, like in, in politics and business, and everything, how much emotions come up." Like she said, uh-huh. like people who say, like, like on social media, like you know, they say, "F your feelings." She was like, "There's yeah. so many feelings behind that word." Yeah, right, people right. People say that. A quote. Yeah. Like it's filled yeah. with feelings. And it's because we're we're such we're because we're feeling human beings, so exactly. And it and people who say that who don't think that emotional work is important don't realize how it's already impacting their lives, whether they realize it yeah. or not. Exactly, it's that yeah. it's the coworkers who are fighting. So that's exactly the yeah. example that that, um, that can be really that can be up. so bad and so damaging mm-hmm. to people. And like you just were mentioning before, family dinners. Oh my God. In my book, <laughs> in my in my series now, it's all about love and the new one, Second Chances. They're always, mm-hmm. they're having this family dinner and nobody knows exactly what will happen. There, Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad because we've all had <laughs> right. those things. And you know, because mm-hmm. I remember, you know, years ago, some of the dinners we had was not you know, some people just don't get along with other people, and then somebody says something and it triggers off. And as you know, brothers and sisters, uh, no matter how old they are, they still have the same issues because they fight the same <laughs> way they did when they were five. They fight. It doesn't matter their age. Yes, yes, we regress, right? 
We were just, yeah. there's some people like I know that are adults. Do you ever <laughs> notice that? Like there are some friends that you might yeah. have that are adults, and when you see them with their siblings, they do, they regress to like, like oh my gosh, you're right. five years old. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. That's true. That's so funny. But it is true. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, because we all have families and we've had issues, but really it's learning to live with these things. I think that's possible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what you're saying, there's so many people that don't know that, and when they finally get to a, you know, a resilience coach, they actually could get better because they mm-hmm. could realize right. what they've been doing is not good for them. Right. So right. that's exactly, exactly, pandemic. because they... Exactly. So the mind part wants to tell you that this is good for me. I've got to defend my, like, oh, like the whole thing, like I've got this whole thing about people setting their boundaries because that's very popular right now. So you have a lot of people talking about like setting their boundaries, but we have to set loving boundaries. Like it's really important that we we just can't go in there like bulldozing and setting our boundaries because you're going to trigger people. Like we don't realize we get triggered and we trigger other people. Oh yeah. We go in there setting, I got to set my boundaries. And then they're saying, well, if people don't respect your boundaries then they were, they they were never going, like, that's not true. That's not true. Like, you have to go in there and meet them where they are. You have to speak with an open heart. Yeah. You know, if yeah. your heart's not – if you're sitting there and you're being defensive, you're going to be met with defense. So that's why it's so yeah. important yeah. that you come in there and you speak to somebody with a loving heart. And they're gonna, when you do that, you're gonna, you still may have some resistance. Because people don't like to hear that they did something bad. You know, like, and you have to expect that. They're not going to like what you're going to have to say, but you have to right. give them like, the space for that. And then if you leave them alone and kind of respect them for that, then you, they'll kind of more likely meet you where you are. Right, that's you know, like that sense that somebody's talking, mm-hmm. you know, two people are uh, like you're, they're, the family sitting and somebody says something and they go, oh, here you go again. I mean, that's, that, <laughs> that word, that's it. That's all they have to say and that's a trigger. oh word. my God, it's mm-hmm. a fight. Yeah. It's a fight immediately. Yeah, the defenses, the defense yeah. shield and then the all or nothing attitude where people are like, well, you know, this doesn't make me happy so I'm cutting them off and just, you know, yeah. it's very all or nothing right now instead of saying right. like, okay, how can we deal with this? You know, and yes, I want to be happy, but not at the expense of somebody else. Because that was another thing. After a couple of months into the pandemic, there were a lot of divorces and people breaking up mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. And yeah. it was, you know, there was a lot of that going on. And I think part of it had to do with people sitting in isolation. Before the pandemic, we could distract ourselves so much easier. We could go right. out. We could do things. The yeah. pandemic forced us to sit <laughs> right. and deal with our crap. Right. That's true. Right, right. And, right and there. some people don't right. want to deal with their crap, but the ones who do yeah. came out of this better. Like the people yeah. who knew how to deal with their crap came out of it better, yeah. you know? Because we all, we're everybody, has, everybody has luggage. You know, we got baggage. We're all like, we you know, we're all like exactly. little suitcases. We have suitcases and we have stuff in them that we don't unpack. And then it, that's what happens. If you start an argument, the whole, everything goes, you know, <laughs> everything goes for broke you know it doesn't stop at one thing it goes for everything you know and then then right. that's where it's bad because it's so much exactly. at one it goes time back to what i was saying that oprah quote you know you are responsible yeah. for the energy you bring like you are responsible yeah. for the energy you bring into an argument too like you yeah. know mm-hmm. like on how you're how you're going to bring how you're going to behave you know backtrack if you need to and say you know i didn't mean for it to come out that way you know, but they, you know uh, what? I a lot of people they way. can't they can't seem to get that word. I'm sorry, they can't I'll, stop. You know, right, right. That we doesn't really work. Right, it's a practice. So I'm just going to because uh, we have like right, eight go ahead. minutes. I go don't ahead. know if you shop on a dot, but I'm just going to. No, the I last don't. One. I don't. But I just so, want to say one thing before you talk. Okay, yeah. I just want to say one thing. I have on my yeah. web page on the page. If they want to, you know, see your program and see all about you, it's mm. right on the show page. You'll be. I'll, you want to just give your link so they can just know this before we go on anymore in case they're you know not going to listen to the whole oh, show sure. but we're going to uh, still yeah yeah it's just uh cat ohm life so it's k-a-t-o-m-l-i-f-e dot com and you'll okay. you'll find um everything about the program on there right and if you want to reach her and you can't just let me know and then i'll reach her for you so i just wanted to get that out oh, so people can you. hear that Oh, and did I mention? I was going to say this at the end. I'll say this. I'll, I'll, well, I'll say it now. Okay. And I was going to offer. Yeah, you say it now. Mention that they listen to your show. That um, they get a hundred dollars off the program for oh, being a listener. That's at good. Michigan Avenue. Yeah. And also, well, the show, this is a show that your... replays over and over again, and it doesn't go away. You know, um, okay, it's on awesome. iTunes, and it just keeps it's out there, oh, so wow. somebody may hear it at a different okay. time. Yeah, that's good. Because, and also, you know, I, be, I think maybe didn't... people will know. They will understand that maybe they weren't knowing what was wrong with them. If they hear this. Right. Right. 
Uh, thank you for that. Um, yeah, oh, and the teachers, too, if they have a friend that's a teacher that think, they think yeah. they might be interested or they want to gift it, you know, their mom's a teacher yeah. or, you know, they want to gift yeah. their teacher, I give teachers, um, if you're buying it for the program for a teacher, I will give $100 off because I really want to yeah. help support Good. teachers, okay. too. So those are two people who get discounts are, are uh, Marsha's listeners and uh, yes. teachers. Yeah. And so the last thing I want to leave your thing, because um, so, uh, I kind of just want to um, – Bring it. So you don't, of, uh, we can go over. It's okay. You don't have to like. Okay. Speed, you know, we can go over right. a little. It's fine. On the dot. Okay. Um, no, we're not. I'm not. I'm not okay. exactly an on the dot person. So it's fine. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. All right. That's good to know. So, um, yeah. so uh, stop watching the news. Like you know, uh, protect your energy with two. And then the last one I want to leave is do something instead to feed your soul. So instead of watching the murder, you know, the the serial killer movie, you're going to do something. So you're going to take a walk. <laughs> You're going to read something, you know, that uplifts your soul. Listen to, you know, music. Like a lot of people listen to depressing music. Don't listen to the depressing music. Bring, listen to something if you really, really want to because it's so easy because, you know, almost like the, the, the mind, like, feels comforted in that, kind, that yeah. kind of space where it feels kind of crappy and likes to feel like wallowing its own misery. But if you really want to feel good, like we say we want to feel good, but we do so many things that don't make us feel good. So if you really want to take care of you, really want to be happy, you're, you're going to have to take these steps to work at it. And, you know, so take that walk and, and listen to something that's inspirational. You know, and, you know, and also to, people you know, don't realize they can listen to audio books. Audio books are right. so relaxing. I mean, it really mm-hmm. is because when you're listening to an audio book, nothing else matters. You could, it's just mm-hmm. you're listening to that book, and I really think they're great. A lot of people do not like them. A lot of authors say they rather hold the book, but they've probably not tried. An audio book can be very relaxing. You know, um, it's just a story mm-hmm. a lot of times, and you're just relaxed. You're in someone else's world, not your own. And right. it's it's good. Yeah, just listen you know, to I, something uplifting, right? Just listen yeah. to something something that that's going to rejuvenate your soul. So we talk about like feed your soul. So you have to yeah. almost make a point of doing something to feed your soul every day, you know, because that's part of your self care. Oh, I love that. I yeah. love that. Yeah, that's, that's so important. Yeah. You know, Kristen, yeah, you so, know, do I think you want to ask her anything, you know, that you wanted to discuss? Yeah, you had mentioned, Kat, about your uh, yoga teacher mentioning it was a Beatles song that she said, oh, yeah, oh, can you okay. share with that about that? That was a great story. Yeah, so um, I came across this. Okay, so this goes back to the music because we can listen to a lot of music, especially when people break up. Oh my gosh, like like you know, it's like music. To, I could say that like to you know like commit suicide by really because when you're heartbroken, uh, mm-hmm. the thing to do is listen to songs that are you know that are yeah. talking about you know you, I'm never going to feel love again or whatever. You're, you're just you're just putting yourself down this hole and feel, and even though it resonates with you and you feel like so deeply about it, it's not good for you. Like stop. You know, so that's when I came. So I was going through my divorce, and I was listening. I was I was in my yoga class, and yoga is the one thing. Like I always wanted to find something in my life that, like a hobby or something like that. And when I came across yoga, like I love yoga so much because, like, during good times I love being there, and during bad times it was there for me. And there's just something yeah. very soulful. It is like that's it, it is a soulful feed your soul practice that you know I do it every morning, and you can do it every night before you go to bed. And because yeah. it does connect you, you, you it, it is a mind, body, and soul practice. And at the end of um, at the end of yoga, you go into shavasana, and it's you're doing sixty minutes of you know, I wouldn't like intense movement. You know, it's like strenuous. It's hard on your body, but it's relaxing. It's so relaxing at the end. So you just lay there on your yoga mat in shavasana, and my teacher would play music, and she was playing the instrumental version of the Beatles "Let It Be." It was just a guitar. Uh-huh. And, like, tears are flowing out, and that's what we call healing. Like, they're not tears of sorrow. They're tears of healing. So I'm like, this is a really great, like, kind of like a a meditation um, song. So if I feel like, you know, like we kind of feel like stuck heavy energy. So instead of listening to the songs and music that make you feel down, I'm glad that Kristen brought this up, listen to something that will, like, help release that energy from you. So if I'm feeling like this deep, dark, you know, this dark energy inside of me that I want to release, you know, you can write it out like Kristen brought it up. Or and then you can go into meditation and you can listen to a song like let, an instrumental version of Let It Be and just let the tears flow out. You let all the emotions out of you, so you're not crying sorrow. You're t- you're you're crying tears of like healing. You know you're really right, and they can so listen they, to like so they, YouTube's and things like that. YouTube have mm-hmm. yoga and they have a lot of that on there. You can just 
put in yoga and there's right. you know you don't have to go to a yoga place you can do it in right, your own house exactly. by your, Especially you know, during the pandemic, and all of those you know. things yeah I, exactly and, you I'm so know, glad you brought that yeah, up yeah because it's there's really all fun to do kinds that. of yoga there's gentle yoga yeah. there's you know a little yeah. bit more strenuous like uh, um strength training yoga um that's it's all good and it's um it's all good for the mind body and soul meditation like they said that there, there used to be that saying there's an app for that there is a meditation for that so if you're if you worry too much of the meditation if you need a little bit of self-love there's a meditation for that you know, there's yeah. all kinds of, you just need a little peace. Any kind of, and actually a lot of exercise, even like Zumba or any of those things that are upbeat, you know, they mm-hmm. make you, you got, you're so busy doing what you're doing, you're not, and I, I do think exercise is very good for people's mental attitude. I think yes. even if it's just walking, it's because there's something about when you're doing an, an anything like that type of energy, you forget about other things, and especially if you're listening to something, uh, you know, music or whatever. It's really relaxing, and I think that's one of the things. United States, we don't people don't do that as much. You know, it depends what city you're in too. I'm from Chicago. I know you're from New York. You know, and I think um, these kind of cities, it's very upbeat, and everybody's always doing something. And I mean, before the pandemic, but in some places, it's very relaxing. And they don't have it the is. same kind of energy level, which isn't always good for everybody. Right, because I take a walk as part of my self-care, every, my daily self-care, so that I can help yeah. support other people. I meditate, right. I do yoga, and I walk. Yeah. I, take a, um, like a, I take a walk every single morning along the bay, yeah. and I connect with yeah. nature. And I don't always listen to music. Sometimes I do, do listen to music. But that's part of the, exactly the self-care and feeding your soul and connecting with yeah. nature. Or if you're not near nature, you know, just doing something. Because even the physical movement, like you said, Marsha, helps, yeah. helps release yeah. that energy, that yeah. stuck energy in your body or letting it go. And you have to be mindful about that, too, that you're yeah. willing to let that go. And that's why, you know, yeah. running is good because it increases yeah. endorphins. But that's why that movement is so good because it's, it's really from that they stored energy. They should do more of that in from schools. You. They should really, you know, instead of getting rid of mm-hmm. gym classes and all of this thing, they should be adding on classes. You know, um, I took uh, karate for a few years, and I wasn't good at it, but I loved it. And it's really good for <laughs> the mind. And kids, they really mm-hmm. should this is what they need to do in schools so kids can actually taekwondo is it helps people just feel good about themselves and it's certainly you know when they're bullied and things like that happen at school when they not you know they just need an outlet so those kind of things they mm-hmm. should offer and they don't right, so they're offering now more yoga like in, in yeah. some schools but like I want to say, so anybody or listeners, uh, they're new to yoga, they've never been to a yoga class, don't think like, oh, you see on Instagram, you see these yogis walking because that's, you know, they want the beginners. You know, you have yes. to start somewhere, and they're very open to receiving beginners. Like I have oh, one yeah. teacher, yeah, they have beginner classes, and they're, they, they want to see you there. I mean, that's what the purpose, and you don't have to. I've been doing yoga for 10 years, and I do not look like anybody on Instagram. I do not look like right. any of them. Right. You know, you... You do the practice where you are, you know, where you are. Because I love that you said that, Marsha, that you weren't good at karate, but you loved it. So can, even yeah. if you're not good at it, if you'd love it, still do it, you know. Yeah. Don't let that I took, stop I, went, I did some yoga classes, and honestly, I have to say that at the end mm-hmm. of the class, I was in a relaxed state, which is really in, not something I'm used to. <laughs> and I went like, <laughs> yeah. oh, my God, I'm, like, relaxed, you know. And mm-hmm. it, it does. There's something about it that relaxes you, and you need that. Right. We call it yoga yeah. brain. You get that yoga brain. It's like, like I remember one time I picked up a friend after yoga, and this car was, like, um, <laughs> Like what is was honking at me or cutting me off, yeah. and she's my yeah. girlfriend's like you're so relaxed. And I was like yeah, because I just came out of yoga. Like I wasn't <laughs> right. yelling back at the car. And right. I'm like bye, see ya. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's you always you know, those, you know these are the things that are really good that people can do. And honestly, so I really think on the internet that's one of the things you can put on your phone. You can go on YouTube and you can find any type of class that you're looking. You can find anything on YouTube. So it's something right. to do. Some YouTube. of them are like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. It's not a lot, but mm-hmm. it, it makes you feel so much better. And you don't yeah, you think of every so problem slow. you have. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so I'm, so is there something parents, else? You, yeah. Do you want to add some some other things for people or anything else you want to no, add? No, that was it. That was that's the word. Okay, that's good. All right, well, so we get that. Yeah. All right, that's good yeah. because I do think, uh, honestly, Kristen knows. You know, it's 
the way it is now, you know, we do need to help each other. So if you maybe have a friend or somebody that's not doing anything, say maybe come with me, go for a walk, you know, and maybe mm-hmm. once they walk mm-hmm. once, they'll walk again, you know, and they'll go, oh, because they will see how much better they feel. Right. It can be so overwhelming, but just taking a yeah. small step, like the chair yoga, if you're not able to do yoga, there's chair right. yoga, there's, you know, stretching, or there's, you know, ballet, and there's even, yeah. you know, classes where you can do things where you're still seated if you can't get up right now. Just do one thing, like like the rage on the page. Just take one piece of paper, write out how you're feeling, just for like three minutes, or fill up, you know, the front and the back, and then you're done. See how that helps. Or if meditation kind of throws you, there's a lot of easier ones to do, but Listening to Mozart lowers your cortisol level, which helps your stress. So just find some, uh, you know, Mozart on YouTube or on the radio, classical music, and just, you know, for maybe 10 minutes, listen to that and see how you feel. You know, start small. Just take one little step and then see, you know, if that works for you. And it's not all, you know, people think, oh, they have to lose weight. It's not about losing weight or any of that. It's about mental therapy. It's not about Mm -hmm. losing weight. It's just about mentally feeling good inside. Right, we say we call it mental fitness. So just yeah. like physical yeah. fitness, you need mental fitness. Yeah. So this is not mental yeah. fitness. You have to make your self care your priority. Because otherwise, so, I, mean, like, I think this so is. I think this has been good. I think it's mm-hmm. been so good to listen to this, you know, because I think people actually need this now. I mean, they do. I mean, it's oh, really necessary. So if you're not feeling good about anything that's going on in your life, you know, go on, go on your website, and they could see, you know how they can maybe make themselves feel better and it doesn't take all that long as once they start using the tools I'm sure they get it together you know and I'm sure you right. have success with that because it's right it's right in front of them they're just not looking for it you know and they you can exactly. help them. oh exactly because yeah. a lot of times exactly unless we're made aware of it that's why I said awareness is so important I'm glad you brought that yeah. up Unless yeah. we're aware of it, we don't know. We, we'll walk right by it. So awareness is so important because we it, it can be standing right in front of us, and we don't even know it's there. Yeah. So if your listeners have yeah. any questions, you know, they can email me at catomlife, you know, at gmail dot com. If they have any questions, I'd be happy to answer yeah. any questions that they have. Yeah, too. and you know, right? And uh, Lindsay's website, uh, Kristen Lindsay, he, her website is on mine. Also, it's on the show page. Do you want to say any word, last words before we go, Kristen? Well, just, you know, like I said, start small. Do one small little thing like Kat says to feed your soul and, you know, build from there. Don't don't be overwhelmed that you have to take on a whole yoga practice or meditation practice. Just, like I said, try one little thing and see how that helps your mindset this week. You know, and a lot of people that are writers (laughs) out there, a lot of writers out there need some motivation right now. They really do. They just don't know. They have stories inside them. They just don't know. They have to, you know, and they, once you realize, what you need, you will be able to write a lot better, you know, because you have right. to clear I mean, I'm a writer, yeah. too, and I, yeah. I go for a walk every morning before I sit down to write because you know why? I, too, I get my most inspiration while I'm walking. Yes. I get so many yeah. story ideas while I'm walking. Yeah, because so your, your, mind is, your mind is open. Right, because, and two, I'm so glad you said that, because writers, we could sit here at our desks, right, all day long, just typing yeah. away, you know, like ignoring the <laughs> right. entire world. It's so important for writers to get up and, and take that walk. Yes, and, and, you know, yeah, it does help your writing, though, when you exercise. Mm-hmm. You it know, does. Mentally, it's, mental, it's, like you say, mm-hmm. mental, right, it is. All right, and thank you so much for coming on, and you're mm-hmm. more than welcome to come on Oh, thank you for having and, me. Oh, you're welcome, and Kristen, you, as usual, you'll be on as many shows as you feel like doing that's it. Oh, you know. that's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and thank you to yeah, everybody that's listening. This is so great and wonderful. Thank you so much. Yes. All right, you're welcome. And take care, everybody. And, um, yes, I'll have a show next Thursday, okay? And have a great day. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details.